Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. At that time, the Lord appointed 72 others whom he sent ahead of him in pairs to every town and place he intended to visit. He said to them, the harvest is abundant, but the laborers are few. So ask the master of the harvest to send out laborers for his harvest. Go on your way. Behold, I am sending you like lambs among wolves. Carry no money bag, no sack, no sandals, and greet no one along the way. Into whatever house you enter, first say, peace to this household. If a peaceful person lives there, your peace will rest on him. But if not, it will return to you. Stay in the same house and eat and drink what is offered to you, for the laborer deserves his payment. Do not move about from one house to another. Whatever town you enter and they welcome you, eat what is set before you. Cure the sick in it and say to them, the kingdom of God is at hand. Whatever town you enter and they do not receive you, go out into the streets and say, the dust of your town that clings to our feet, even that we shake off against you. Yet know this, the kingdom of God is at hand. I tell you, it will be more tolerable for Sodom than it, on that day than for that town. The 72 returned rejoicing and said, Lord, even the demons are subject to us because of your name. Jesus said, I have observed Satan fall like lightning from the sky. Behold, I have given you the power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and upon the full force of the enemy and nothing will harm you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice because the spirits are subject to you but rejoice because your names are written in heaven. The Gospel of the Lord. Happy 4th of July weekend. It's okay to respond if you want. Happy 4th of July weekend. Every kind of Catholic church all the time, you're like, should we say something? We're okay here. If you're a visitor here, we're okay if you just holler out an amen or whatever, right? Um, but here we are, we're at the 4th of July weekend, and it's a weekend of excitement. Maybe we have some visitors here, family they're in. Maybe some have gone off to other locations. And I remember serving in the mountains a few years back, and I had a mass in Spanish, and I really wanted to know in Spanish how you say fireworks, right? Everybody's excited about fireworks. So they told me, they said, Padre, fireworks, fuego artificiales, fuego artificiales. But the thing more important is fuego real. Fuego real. Real fireworks, not artificial fireworks. Real fire, not artificial fire. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. But first I want to talk about a movie I saw. Maybe y'all saw it. And I'm not big about promoting movies and stuff, but I saw it. And patriotic movie and all that stuff. But I went with some friends the other day and I saw Top Gun. And I saw Top Gun, and you see Top Gun, and you're there, and there's, there's this one moment in the movie that really kind of grabbed me, and I was sitting next to a friend of mine, and I kind of leaned over to him, and I said, that's exactly the way it is in the military. That's exactly the way it is, because I was thinking of my experience, and all, all my friends that to this very day, I'm texting them, a buddy of mine who's up in Vermont, 
with a guy we served together. He was a scout platoon leader. The other guy was a company commander. I was a support platoon leader in an infantry unit in Europe. And we were all in our early 20s. And it was real camaraderie. Well, in the movie Top Gun, there was this moment where they're getting ready to go on the mission. The mission they had been training, training with that whole time. And you can see them like in the briefing room. They're there and you got beads of sweat coming down, all that stuff. And then all of a sudden, Tom Cruise, right? And this isn't promotion Tom Cruise, but it's just the movie scene, right? And he sits in his plane and he's there. And the guy who was kind of like, kind of on the sidelines, not like a, a, a main character in it. But he was like Tom Cruise's right-hand man in helping prepare the men and women that were possibly going on this mission and it was the crew chief guy that was kind of there on the aircraft carrier and he looks over at him with beads of sweat coming down and he's got this concerned look and he looks at the guy and he says he says listen I want to tell you something if I don't make it back I want to thank you if I don't make it back I want to thank you I remember probably one of the harder 4th of July weekends in my own life, and maybe I've told this story, but I reflect on it a lot when I hit the 4th of July, especially if our, our men and women that are in the military, that are serving in the military. Uh, a recent graduate from high school is at one of the academies, and his parents sent me a note and said, Father, will you write him a letter? And I did, and it's going out on Tuesday. But he's just starting his journey in the academy, and you kind of get homesick, and you have these moments where it's kind of tough. And you're sent, and you go, and you feel that call to do it, and you go. And I found myself one Fourth of July many years ago in U.S. Army Ranger School. And I was down in the final phase. We were very weak because most of the phases from the desert to the mountains to the swamp phase in Florida, you only ate one meal a day, and you slept like an hour a night. Sure, you had your rest time, but you were just really, really, really weak. So you depend on the person on your left and your right. And I remember... We were three, four days into the woods, and they marched us out on the 4th of July. And I'm not kidding you. We walked literally a stone's throw almost to the back glass doors back there from a 4th of July picnic. And when you've been out in the woods a while, I mean, your sense of smell is just beep, 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 beep. That's watermelon. Beep, 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 beep. That's a double cheeseburger. And they got pickles on those things. And you're, you're just kind of going and you're walking with your buddies. And everybody's kind of grabbing each other's shoulders saying, ah, it's killing me. And then you just kind of look and say, we got it. We're on mission. Keep your eyes on mission. My brothers and sisters of Christ, there's a greater mission that you and I are invited to. Than a make-believe one of like Top Gun and flying through the mountains and doing whatever. A greater mission than even those who serve in the military, not discounting that at all. We know that freedom, truly freedom is not free, it comes at a cost. It comes at a cost for us to be here today. Countless men and women down through the centuries that have been really just the foundation of this country of ours. And we know it comes at a cost because the ultimate person to set us free is the truth. And the truth is a person and his name is Jesus Christ. And that's what it cost him to set us free. You will know the truth. And the truth will set you free. Free of what? 
the truth about ourselves, the truth about the world, whatever, to be free of what? To free freedom from the slavery to sin. To the thinking of ourselves, to pursuing the life mission of ourselves. And to get on mission. A mission with our beloved Lord and a mission for others. And a mission that's going to fulfill us. That's going to be fulfilling. And it's not just going to be fulfilling in this life. It's going to be a fulfillment for all eternity. To know that we were part of that mission. Here's the invitation, very simply, of our beloved Lord to you and me today. It wasn't just for the 72 that he sent out. When he was telling them to pray to the harvest masters that the Lord will send out harvest people for the harvest, this Jesus who took his heart, his body, up to heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father, who was true God and true man at that very moment, in somehow, shape, and form, because he's God, he saw you and he saw me. All the way down to this very moment, July 3rd, 2002 in Charlotte, North Carolina. And he was encouraging those first disciples to pray. To pray for you and me. And all who have preceded us as followers of Jesus Christ. We're not on the sidelines. We're not stuck on the aircraft carrier doing whatever. We may have our various roles. We are engaged in a mission, and the mission is great. And it's the establishment of Christ's kingdom, which will be established whether or not we go on mission or not. But imagine if we have everything to climb the mountain. We have all the top gear that we can get at REI or whatever place you go to, those famous stores. We get it all. We got the backpack. We got everything. It's there. But we don't begin to climb. We don't get on mission. Jesus is looking at you and me today. In the today of our life. He's not worried about tomorrow. And he's not caught up in, in yesterday. He's looking at us with eyes of love. He's looking into our heart. He knows our heart. He knows the capability of our heart. He knows what he can do with each and every one of us. With the yes that we give like his mother gave. Like the apostles and disciples before him who felt weak gave. The yes that St. Paul gave. When St. Paul speaks, he says, I bear the marks of Jesus Christ. So did St. Francis of Zizi. The wounds of Jesus. Supposedly tr church tradition is, he actually bore the wounds. He had the wounds in his feet and wounds in his hand and wounds on his side. A gift from Christ. Not anything you'd ever want. St. Francis Zizi had it. They were that much on mission. They were locked on. And Jesus looks at you and me today and he, he simply says this. I am sending you. I am sending you to your barbecue. And it sounds funny, it kind of rhymes, but it's true. I am sending you on a mission greater than that make-believe mission with uh, F-18s and F-14 Tomcats and all that other stuff. I am sending you to your barbecue. Father Mike and I have had a blessing 
we've been out, we're trying, we're trying to do the best we can, we apologize, we, can't, we have not learned how to bilocate or trilocate or whatever kind of locate, we're just individuals bound in time with a body like yours, but we're trying to get out and, and, and meet families, especially in the summertime, and giving a little more priority in the summertime to the families who have the little ones in school who are running during school all over, and it slows down a little in the summer. Well, I had a grace of going not too long ago to visit a family, and I've just been so, so, so edified and so built up by the way in which you parents and grandparents are living your mission. You're on mission in your domestic churches. Not everybody's doing it the same way, but everybody's doing it with the exact same power that Jesus offers in the gospel. I'll give you power to trample on serpents and everything. I'll give you the power of my love. I will give you fuego real. I will give you the fire of my love and your homes will become these domestic churches and blazing torches in your neighborhoods. Just citing one family. I went and saw a family and we were there and we had a great, you know, Simple, easy, wonderful meal. And it's never the meal. It's never the home. It's the love that fills all that, that just makes the moment. Like when I was in the mountains, I went to visit a family. And, and they were always very active in the parish and giving. And they had six children. And I go to see them. And I drive off. And I'm like, am I on a dirt road? Where am I going? And I, I come up to this family. And their home was literally a, 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 a trailer that was you know, needed a roof and stuff all over. And I go in there and, you know, all the kids were piled in there and they're sitting at the table and it's almost like the mom's trying to apologize to me. And I'm like, this is home is so beautiful. It's full of God's love. It's full of God's love. So to see the fire real in your families is amazing. So I visited this one family and, and um, towards the end of the meal, so we're getting ready, the kids were getting ready to go to bed. The mom looked at me and said, Father, it would mean the world to our second grade son. The world to him. If you would go with my husband and I and all his older siblings to his special place in the house, that's his prayer spot. I'm like, okay. And they said, so much so that we do it every night. And then when there's a babysitter, he cries because he misses the opportunity to do it with us. So we go there, and on the wall, there's like two sticks that were literally taken out of the yard that were kind of tied together and pasted on the wall. There, were, there was four prayers that were important to him that he learned that were in font 20 that he had up on the wall. And so we get there following his need. I, I felt like I was on mission behind his second grader. I was on mission. I was going. And we get there, and I'm like, all right, we're on mission. And he's got to lead. And that boy taught me to pray, and it was so beautiful. He fell to his knees. All his older siblings fell to his knees. Mom and dad fell to their knees. I said, I better get on my knees. Right there on the carpet, we're there with our hands crossed, just imitating this second grader. And he led the way on mission. It was such a beautiful prayer in freedom. I am sending you. Jesus says. What can I do this 4th of July weekend? How can I go on mission 
How can I go on the offensive? Do I have plans to be with family or friends? Can I think of somebody else who I may know here at church who may not have family or friends? Can I call them and invite them to come over? At least extend the invitation. Will there be fuego real, real fire, or just fuego artificial, artificial fire at our 4th of July experience? The real fire is maybe helping to set the table. The real fire of offering somebody else the bigger slice of watermelon. The real fire of kind of putting the fake move in there and actually you can win the cornhole game and you throw it off the side so your younger sibling can win. God sees that. We don't have to go on a mission with F-18s and F-14s or jump out of airplanes or traverse the earth. Our mission territory is right in front of us. It's here, in this church of ours, in the pew. It's here when we hit the parking lot outside. It's here when we hit the street light and we turn to go home. It's here when we go home and it's above all a mission ter territory that begins first and foremost in our home. Where we learn truly to be missionaries. Those who Jesus sends. May we carry in our heart that imitation of Jesus this weekend. I am sending.